Welcome into the Rock Pod presented by the Royal Oak Chamber of Commerce. I am John Gay from Jagging Detroit Podcasts. I am Lisa Bibby, your neighborhood realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. And I'm Trish Carruth, third generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. We have two guests today, recently joined the chamber, excited to have them both. From Monarch Coaching, we have Taylor Miller and Erica Rivera. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So let's get into it with both of you. How you got started and your professional background to end up where you are, whichever one of you wants to start. Sure. I'll start first. So this is Taylor. All right, Taylor. You'll know that it's me because I don't have a Colombian accent. So I wish I did. (laughs) (laughs) A beautiful Colombian accent. So a little bit about myself and my professional background. So I started out in retail and I worked in retail stores for 10 years. And I actually started at the age of 18 and was promoted in a store. I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Ann Taylor. I was promoted in this store that was full of women that were 40 to 50 years old, and I was 18. (laughs) And so that was a very interesting experience for me, just based on obviously the age difference was pretty significant. But I learned a lot, and I'm actually still friends with some of the women that I met there, which is really great. So my experience from there just kind of grew. I loved the act of developing people. So I really fell into more of what Erica and I call servant leadership, but I didn't know that that was really the name of it at the time. So I I loved helping people grow into the roles that they had goals for that they didn't really maybe know. So kind of seeking out the potential that you see in other people. So I led retail stores. I went from entry-level key holder all the way through store manager And the hours and everything were just a little much after 10 years. You know, you lose your holidays, you lose your weekends and didn't get a ton of family time. So I wanted to make the switch to something that was a little bit more structured. And so I found an opportunity at a mortgage company and fell into professional development, which was kind of the best of both worlds because I loved training people and helping people. But I also fell specifically into leadership development, which I had 10 years of experience in. Super grateful for the opportunity at that company. I started from a coordinator, like I scheduled all of the coaching sessions for our leadership coaches. I scheduled all the trainings for our trainers. And then eventually I started picking up and started doing what's called instructional design. So I started building the actual content myself, then fell into training, then got into coaching. Then like five years down the road, I started leading four years down the road. I started leading the team. So it was a great experience. Like I didn't expect to kind of fall into it, but I'm just very grateful for everything that I've been able to achieve. I think that's interesting, Taylor, because I think so many of us and we are in one career for a long time, we don't necessarily realize the skills we have. I have a lot of people that were communications majors with me in college that did TV or radio and they don't realize the skill they have when they get out of TV and radio. You realize you had that coaching passion and skill set just working in retail and climbing the ladder there. And now you just found a better fit with way better hours, I'd imagine. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Well, Erica, tell us a little bit about your background. Okay, so mine is a little bit different. So hi, America with a Colombian accent. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm originally, again, from Colombia. And while I was in Colombia, I was studying international business while I was dancing in a dance academy. Wow. With my dancing career, I have the opportunity to move to South Korea. So I lived there for seven years. Wow. And I finished my career in South Korea as well. So I kind of was doing both at the same time. Then I decided to move to the U.S. uh, with my husband and I wanted to develop 
my corporate skills. And that is what I did. I joined the same company that Taylor uh, ended up leading. I was lucky enough to be with her and I learned so much and I found my passion on leadership because I would have the opportunity to be a leader, then move to this team as an instructional designer. I was here for um, over two years and I found my passion again about coaching, leadership and all the amazing things that leaders are capable of doing um, by just influencing others in a positive way. So, yes, that's pretty much my background. And now I'm leading the team that Taylor was leading, which is uh, funny, but uh, also very exciting because she helped me to be the leader I am right now. And that's how we ended up together and creating this. So Taylor trained you and you ended up having such a great dynamic and relationship between the two of you that you decided to go into business together. Tell us about that. Yes, I think this is the best way. Yes, we are friends. We are very close friends. But at the same time, we know our work ethic, our integrity, how well we communicate together. So I think she was the one who proposed me to start Monarch. It was without hesitation. I was like, yes, like, (laughs) of course, I will work with you 100%. Well, I'm so glad you guys found each other and are working together and now helping to coach everyone else. And wanted to give you a quick thank you for coming to the Network First meeting and talking with everyone. Yeah. And was curious, Erica, what is the one most important thing to become a successful leader? That is a great question. There's a lot of things we need to work as a leader, right? But the main thing is to be able to first believe in your team, in people, believe in people. Even when your people don't believe in themselves, that's the most important thing. You have to start believing in them and also tailoring recognition, motivation, all the how you approach them. You have to tailor that. You cannot approach one individual the same you approach the other one. You have to tailor that. Being able to be inclusive, that's, I think, the main one. So believing in people and tailor anything that they do with them would be my answer. It sounds like you're saying, Erica, is it's not about the leader. It's about the people they're leading. 100%. 100%. Taylor, can you tell us a little bit about transformational leadership? Yes. So with Monarch Coaching, our little like side title is we're Monarch Coaching Transformational Leadership. This is kind of a concept that's really rooted in emotional intelligence, which I know we'll kind of talk a little bit about later. But really the idea of transformational leadership is kind of two pieces. First is the transformational part. And that's really just the desire to want to get better every day. And the leadership piece is kind of just wanting to lead your own life in a way that gives you the opportunity to allow others to want to follow you, which kind of creates that leadership piece. So you don't have to be a leader. You don't have to have the title. You don't have to be a manager to be a transformational leader, you just have to, uh, as Erica says all the time, you just have to want to get 1% better every day. And as long as you're kind of getting that 1% better every day, you're transforming, you're constantly adapting to what's around you. And that I think helps inspire others to want to A, be around you more. Like we said, this is rooted in emotional intelligence and people want to be around emotionally intelligent people. But then you can kind of build a little bit more influence with those people and help them transform. So, again, going back to the um, what we say is like we before me. So it's all of us before myself. When you can lead yourself, you can also take others with you. And that's also a huge key of leadership is taking others with you. 
And I love that you touched on the subject that you have to be in a position where people want to follow you. The best leaders are surrounded by people who truly want to support them and basically follow them. Yeah, absolutely. And I know just through our experience, I mean, I have 10 years of retail experience, which is a whole another podcast in and of itself that we could talk about. Oh, all the horror stories, I'm sure. Oh, I still have nightmares. I think Eric and I were just talking about our nightmares from like past days in service industry. But you know those people that have a good following and have high emotional intelligence because they're very likable people. And it's easy to identify them because they're patient, they're kind, they're empathetic. And then you can really see the people where they got to where they're at because their leadership style is fear-based because no one wants to go to them. And they're so unapproachable and there's no collaboration, there's no innovation, they're stuck in their ways. And that is kind of what we focus on is how can we be a little bit more curious, less accusatory, and a lot more um, empathetic towards others. Let me follow up on that. When you are dealing with or you're hired to come in and you're you're working with a company, you're working with leadership in a company, you're coaching that leadership, emotional intelligence, EQ, we've been sort of alluding to that at this point. Is that something that can be taught or is it just like you have it and you don't? You're either that boss that cracks the whip or you're the boss that just says, like Lisa was saying, you just leads by example and wants people to follow you. Can it be taught or is it kind of like an innate thing? That's a wonderful question, uh, John, because emotional intelligence is similar to IQ because they're measured on the spectrum. Okay. But it differs because emotional intelligence is something that you can actually develop and improve. And that's what we do in modern coaching, right? Sure. Emotional intelligence has four components. So self-awareness, identifying your emotions, right? How I'm feeling today. As a leader, we cannot feel great every single day. It's hard. <laughs> We're humans. We go through things in life, right? But then it goes a uh, second component that is how to self-manage. I am responsible to self-manage, to self-control, because my emotions shouldn't be affecting other people, right? Especially as a leader, because we have such a huge, huge influence that we need to learn how to self-manage. And then social award, how my emotions are affecting others, how whatever I'm doing or saying is affecting the people around me. And the last one, I think I always align relationship management with what we do as Mourner Coaching is because we need to continue working on ourselves and our relationships. So this is our foundation, the foundation of our trainings, our one-on-one coaching is thinking about, yes, yourself, how to self-manage, how to be better so you can be better for others. So it's not about you anymore. As a leader, it's not about you. How are you undeveloped? I want to develop because I want to be better. Yes, because you want to be better for people, because you want to help people. And I think it's important to differentiate the fact that, you know, recognizing your emotions and processing the emotions is different than avoiding the emotions (laughs) and making sure that you are truly feeling each and every one of those emotions, noticing them, recognizing them. But it's how you act on them that can possibly affect yourself and those around you. Absolutely. There's a quote that I heard within the last couple of years, and it was like, you can visit your emotions, just don't move in with them. Yeah. So (laughs) 
Well, they're called emotions. It's energy in motion. It's supposed to come in. You're supposed to feel it and you're supposed to let it go. Yes. At some point. Yes. A lot of people try to grasp onto happiness and hang on to it, but then they're so disappointed when they have a a disappointing moment and it just hits even harder because it's like they expect to feel great all the time, but it's just unrealistic. So yeah. I just get this visual of the the Pixar movie inside out in my head where all the emotions (laughs) are like playing around with each other. I am obsessed with that movie. It is, <laughs> this is my shameless plug. If you haven't seen it, go watch it and then read up on emotional intelligence. <laughs> it's an awesome film. Taylor, who is your ideal client? The funny thing about uh, coaching and personal development, professional development, therapy, if you don't want it, you're not going to get anything out of it. Yeah. And you can't force it on people. So our ideal client is anyone that is looking to get better. And that's very broad. So we, we can narrow it down a little bit more. We want to, because we've got uh, our experience in more corporate America, we thought that it would be more helpful to kind of bring this skill set to smaller businesses. And the skill set of like transformational leadership, it's not just getting people to follow you and, and like you. It's proven to be beneficial with retention, hiring the right people, creating an a culture for your team where people want to come to work, people want to work with each other, and people truly do enjoy being around each other, whether they like what they do or not. It's not necessarily the skill set. So we focus on the people, not the process. Once the people are good and they can work together and they can collaborate and innovate together, they can then come up with their processes the best way. But they can't do that if they don't trust each other. They can't do that if they don't effectively communicate with each other. So our ideal client is anyone that wants to get better, anyone that wants to build more camaraderie and efficiency within their teams, anyone that is an individual who's just looking to become greater in their roles as a professional, because we do one-on-one coaching. And that is really the area where we can tailor, no pun intended, I tailor everything that I do. Nice. <laughs> uh, but we can tailor their experience a lot more to them because we focus right away on what are your goals. So if someone is trying to strive for something and they don't know where to start to even achieve that, that's what we can help with with one-on-one coaching is if you want to get into leadership and you're not a leader just yet, let's look at your goals. We use a, a process, I guess, call, or like a template called Smarter Goals, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, which I won't go into too much here, but that will really help people provide them with like a template and a guideline on how to achieve what they want to achieve. And then we do like team building training workshops, uh, which are fun and engaging. They're not just like those stuffy boring and they're also custom built. So yes, they'll focus on emotional intelligence, but they'll be what's relevant for your team right now. And what does your team need right now? So kind of a long answer to your question. Sorry. So Erica, I know Taylor just mentioned your one-on-one coaching, but can you tell us more about the workshops that you offer? Yes. Actually, Lisa was part of one of them. Uh, Recently, it was about building trust. So again, Taylor was mentioning that we tailor our trainings depending on the needs of the business or the person. That usually they have content and a lot of activities. So you have the opportunity to, yes, learn about a new concept or reinforce a concept, but you also are building commodity, building relationships with the people that you are in, right? Even if you don't know each other. And for us, building trust, the only way to do it is actually learning or the best way to do it is learning together. 
So that's pretty much our focus when we we work on anything we do. So we have anything from emotional intelligence, uh, positive or growth mindset. We have anything from building your own brand, building trusting teams. What else, Taylor? We have a lot of things. Communication, effective communication. So anything you need, we got it for all of you. <laughs> we can make it. Oh, we can make it. Yes. You must have learned a lot of that workshop, Lisa. Yeah, it was really fascinating. And we talked about so many different subjects and it really kind of opened people up to be really raw and very real with each other. And I like that. I'm glad that you mentioned that, Lisa, because I think Taylor and I, we're something that we love is being vulnerable. I think the best way to open up and have a real conversation is being vulnerable. And that's the best <laughs> way even as a leader to be with your team. And I think that helped even the workshop that Lisa was part of to have everyone to share their own experiences. Mm -hmm. And it's so beautiful to see when people is like, oh, I'm not the only one going through this, you know, like that helps so much when I'm like, ah, I thought I was the only one. No, when everybody gets to go to our workshops, you get to those realizations. And I feel like that vulnerability and empathy that everybody shows towards each other helps so much. And I think doing it in a group was really helpful, too. It, exactly that reason, you know, you get to hear other people's experiences and sometimes they might ask a question that you didn't think was a pertinent question. So you get to learn so much more in that group environment. You know, Erica has been talking a little bit about mindset. Let me ask you this, Taylor. Are there any practices that you employ that you can share with us right here on the podcast to help put clients and people you work with in the right mindset? Well, it depends on what mindset they're in right now. Okay, that's <laughs> <It's>, fair. <laughs> it's always very dependent. So everything that we do is very circumstantial. But if you are someone who struggles with self-sabotage or uh, like the negative thoughts that uh, you can't do something, I like to think of the can't versus won't yes. idea. Um, and if you haven't heard of that, that is basically I can't do this or I won't do this. So I either can't because I don't have the ability to or I won't because I just don't want to. And it's kind of hard to answer that question just because I need like a very specific. <laughs> I'll give you a specific, a more specific one. I'm going to be specific enough. But I know as a business owner, and I'm sure a lot of our Royal Oak Chamber members that are listening have felt this too. Yes. I feel imposter syndrome a lot. A lot of times I'm, I just say to myself, am I actually running a business? Like people are paying me to, to do podcasts for them. Like, wait, how did I get here? Like, you know, whether it's raising rates or asking for more money, like how would you handle if I said, came to you, Taylor and Erica, and I said, I need to raise my rates, but I'm just, you know, I, I, I'm afraid to ask. I'm a people pleaser. I'm an empath and <laughs> I am dealing with imposter syndrome and can't believe I'm actually sitting here running a business. Um, I would say join the club. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but realistically, for me at least, and Erica probably has a different perspective because we do lead very differently. We coach very differently. But my biggest thing for someone who is experiencing imposter syndrome is to build yourself up a very strong support system of people mm -hmm. around you who believe in you. And that sounds cheesy, but I will tell you right now, as someone who grew up in a system that wasn't as supportive as it could have been, I sought out people like Erica, people like um, Julie Secret Seymour. She's in the chamber. She's one of the ambassadors. I yep. lean on her and her wife, Renee, a lot. They're huge support for me. People that believe in you, like Erica started the whole podcast off by saying this, you need to believe in people and you need to 
find people that believe in you. So when you do that, that does help you build a lot more confidence. Because if I can promise you five years ago, if someone said that you're going to be owning your own business and you're going to be helping companies with these crazy problems that they're having that they think are just chronic problems, which is really human nature. It's like the human condition. But I would have been like, absolutely not. No, I'm not going to do that. That sounds scary. That sounds ridiculous. It sounds preposterous. <laughs> but um, here I am. And it's because of the support system that I've built and the people that I've surrounded myself with. If I can add something onto that as well, we, we have done and Telena did it before with our teams something called portfolio, where you sit down and you put all the things that you have done. So this is Erica in a circle in the middle and around, okay, I was a waitress. What did I develop while I was, okay, now I have elite client service because of what I did. Okay, now I I had a podcast. What did I develop? Have, okay, now I'm good at interviewing and like bringing the best of people. You know, like we all have done so many different things we just have to put in paper, right? Write down all the things. I will have the person that I'm coaching sitting down with me and like having them. Okay, let's just start doing this. Like, okay, if you did this, now this is the skill or the hard skill that you develop because you did it. And then realizing what you have done, sometimes you just have to see it. But yes, I love what Taylor said, like having people around that supports you. And instead of like when you're venting and when you're having that, fixed mindset of like, oh my gosh, I'm the worst. No, no, you are not. Look, this is what you have done. You have those people. If not, you have us, Taylor and me. <laughs> well, I love that you said put a list together. And one other thing, especially if you're debating about how to ask for higher rates. I mean, in the real estate industry, it is insanely competitive. And we are constantly up against hundreds of other agents and some of those agents are willing to sell themselves short on their commissions. And so for me, I not only list what I'm bringing to the table, but I have to show what value I'm bringing to the table. Why does somebody want to pay more for my services? And I have to show them value that they can tangibly understand. And when I show that to them and it makes sense, it's a no brainer why you're going to hire somebody and pay more for that experience, that knowledge, that marketing skill. And it's because I put it down on a piece of paper. So when you're thinking about raising rates, even if it's something simple, make a short list of what value are you adding to justify why you want to increase the rates. It's not just because you need to get paid more. You know? <laughs> That's really good advice, Lisa. So it sounds like you and Erica and Taylor are getting along fantastically. It looks like you're all sharing the right mindset here. Yes, you guys are my new besties. Let's go hang. <laughs> all right, it's now time for our fishbowl question of the day, where we ask you both a totally random question. So Trish, would you be so kind as to pull our fishbowl question of the day? Of course. Let's see what we have for today. If you could have anyone as your mentor, who would it be and why? For me, it's easy. I can start. Michelle Obama. <laughs> I would love to have her as my mentor. And I, I was just watching uh, her last interview with Oprah, The Light We Carry, uh, her book. I'm reading is amazing. I just am inspired by her. She's just real. <laughs> She's not pretending being somebody else. I don't know. I just love her so much. And the title of the book, The Light We Carry, like she believes that we all have the light, right? She believes in that and, and that's what I believe. So I would love to have her. 
I hope she wants me. <laughs> this is your shameless plug, Michelle, if you're Let listening. Michelle, if you're listening to me. <laughs> I have always struggled with like mentorship because I feel like I find a little bit in every single person that I interact with that I want to take with me. And I truly do learn something from everyone that I interact with. But just for the sake of the question, and the first thing that popped in my head was the notorious RBG. I love Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I think she was an amazing for women in general, but all of the underdogs in her history and people that she has saved and stuck up for. And just her whole history is really impressive and really amazing to me. So I would aspire to be notorious T-A-Y, maybe Tay. Ah, <laughs> no, it'd be, your, it'd be your initials. What's your middle name, Taylor? It's Renee. All right. So you'd be the notorious TRM. TRM, but I am changing my last name because I got married recently. So it'll be TRG. So it's kind of the same. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a little bit of a similar ring to it. Congratulations on just getting married. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor and Erica, for joining us. If anyone would like to get in contact with you, how can they find you? So we've got a inbox that you can email us at hello at monarchcoachingco.com. You can always reach out to me via my cell phone. You can text me or call me. I will warn you, unexpected phone calls will go to voicemail. So always send me a text <laughs> first. But it's uh, 810-580-1859. And we'll include that in the show notes as well. Yo, how about your website? So our website is monarchcoachingco.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, on Instagram, we are Monarch Coaching Co. And then on Facebook, I believe it's the same, Monarch Coaching Co. Well, it's always such a pleasure to meet with you guys. And I feel like I grow a little bit every time. My name is Lisa Bibby, and I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I put the real back in realtor. If you're unsure of how the market is shifting and you're thinking of selling this year, call for a free consultation. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And my website is soldbylisab.com. I'm Trish Carruth, third-generation jeweler and owner of Your Personal Jeweler. I specialize in creating custom engagement, wedding rings, and fine jewelry. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Personal Jeweler and our website, www.thepersonaljeweler.com and at our new storefront in downtown Royal Oak on 4th and Washington. And I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I specialize in creating custom podcasts for your business or organization. You can find out more on my website, jagindetroit.com, or find me on social media at jagindetroit. We want to thank you for listening to this episode of The Rock Pod, produced for the Royal Oak, Michigan Chamber of Commerce. If you want to find out more about chamber events, you can find us online at royaloakchamber.com. Thanks, everyone. 